It's episode 1092. Goodness gracious. It's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And both Jamie and Derek are just too busy today. So guess who's joining us once again? Yay. Our very own, our friend, Marty from Social yeah. Club Misfits. The hey, guys, man. They, everyone else got COVID. I'm here to help you guys out. We're good to go. Yeah. Happy to be six string. I'm happy to be no, only, six, you know, wait, six string, yeah. six no, man no, and six, six string man. are two different six things. Six man Mar- and second string, I guess, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> makes you no, guys no, sleep no. at night. No, 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 it's not. Marty, I think you got the wrong perspective here. If you remember... Think about the Oklahoma City Thunder back in the day. You had, Think about you the had Oklahoma Katie. City bombing. You know, like there's so Listen, many. You had, oh, you, you had, there's good and you bad in all of this. You had Katie and Westbrook. You had a Harden come off the bench. It wasn't because he was more valuable because they need a spark plug every once in a while. Manu oh Ginobili. Yeah. Manu Ginobili. He's got, he's got two fists full of rings. Yeah, I and know. It wasn't I, because I he saw, wasn't I integral. I saw the 30 it was, for 30, Jesse. I, I, you can't, you just can't, you know, <laughs> you can't change this mood that I have. Well, uh, yeah, well, hold on. Speaking of mood, real quick. Yeah. Your shirt yeah. is a mood. And yeah, for people yeah, that, that are that listening. If you're, if you're just listening and you can't see this right now, I'm holding a shirt that has George Costanza. He's pointing at the camera with a Supreme shirt on. It's just the summer of George, ladies and gentlemen. Summer of George. That's all that matters. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know what can summer I? of George is, you, you, know, you get some friends. Let me ask you this, because Summer of George is a, is a vibe, it is a mood, it is one of the, the iconic moments from one of the iconic sitcoms. For people who, who don't know... Yes. Uh, who are too young to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. George yeah. Oh Costanza got, got laid off from his, his job. I can't. I think he was working for the Yankees. Yes, I think this is before the Play That's Now right. story arc. That's exactly right. That's Either right. way, he gets laid off from the Yankees and he realizes that he has three months of severance pay yes. that align <laughs> with the three months of summer. And instead of working, so, he decides yeah. we just have this summer of the lifetime, which is the summer of George. That's right, and he declares it the summer yeah. of George, which I think it mostly comprised of him uh, uh, sitting in a recliner in sweatpants and eating yes. potato chips and learning frisbee golf. Yeah. What, now, yes, you got it. Jesse. Honestly, Jesse, that was like the best synopsis of this. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you. Yeah. Now, no, but let me ask you this, Marty. How are you living your own summer exactly of George? Right. We're, yeah. we're in August now. Well, I, I mean, if you're watching us right now, you can see I have this white Jesus cup in my hand. Um, oh, you do have a white you know, Jesus shout cup. Shout out to, yeah, it, it is a wow. white Jesus cup. You know why? It's wait, because. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Double white. Double white. It's a white mug and also a white Jesus. And so white, it's a white Mary and Joseph. White Jesus. Yeah. Yes, yeah, right. So yeah. my my in laws, uh, we got a couple cups from them. I don't know why. Like I steal stuff. I just do that. Um, and so yeah. I store. They well, they steal stuff too. That's the thing. Like they have a cup from like TJ Fridays in their house. I don't. You know how like a kid they just take it out when you like leave. Like kids sometimes steal stuff. They have sure. stuff there <laughs> that I know they stole. Um, and so this one is a hundred percent from the Buena Park Catholic Church, which is a Latin church. This is funny because all these people just look straight the up irony. Uh, like Cracker Barrel. White. Yeah, cracker yeah. yeah. So, but it's so funny because like they they're so innocent and so sweet and they love Jesus so much, but you know they um, they, uh, they they steal mugs. Yeah, they they, they they either they stole this or this could have been. Hey, this is your first Sunday, and just take this mug of Mary, uh, Martha, and Jesus, which it's very Catholic because you could see the little like ring around his Jesus's blonde hair. Oh yeah, oh, the so, blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. 
very blonde. Now, yeah, you know, you know, I I can't. I have no way to confirm this fact. Well, I'm sure I can yeah. okay. easily Google it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but I heard one time. <laughs> I heard one time that what like from like a, a loss prevention perspective that yeah. one of the most stolen items out of any establishment is those wooden handled steak knives from Outback Steakhouse. That I've people heard go that there. too. I no 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 no. Have no, you no, heard I've that? Heard that too. I have a friend. Yes, I have heard that too. There's two things that I've heard. That was and there's something at Olive Garden, believe it or not, that people steal as well. Mm. Um, Red six. I don't know what. It is. But, but I'll tell Red you, six, yeah. if if I show up to your house and you're like, hey man, I'm pulling some some steaks off the grill, or even if we're we're just eating something that requires a serrated blade, yeah, and and you're like, here you go, you can use this, and you hand me, you use what, the Outback, you can that have is the a outback. flex right there. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, if we went around the board right now, none of us on here, I'm just venturing to guess, have been to Outback in years, and probably have only been a couple times ever. But the one thing we would remember instantly if we held in our hand was the Outback steak. Yeah, it, it's a great flex. I, I've been, I went a year and a half ago and it was because like I realized I hadn't been in like 10 years mm. and I was like, you know, I want an Outback meal. Jesse, it is so good there. Like uh, everything it, was delicious. Well, everything was wonderful. It, it was Emily, incredible. Emily, when is the last time you visited an Outback Steakhouse? If also, ever? I went at 10.30 p.m. on a Thursday Dude. after helping a friend move and we were sweaty and exhausted and hungry. It was great. This is getting so. sadder and sadder. Um, <laughs> I, may, I'll say 2007, maybe. I really, I have this memory. I think it was like after a middle school basketball game, like we had to go to a restaurant and I, for whatever reason, I think we convinced our coach to take us to Outback mm. and we never went again for obvious reasons. No offense Marty, to Outback you have lovers. switched over. Marty, you have switched over from your white mug yeah. to a white shake. Yeah, this is a protein, protein, protein fist and beverages. Yeah, double uh-huh. fisting, double fist Marty's in the building right now. Hurricane Marty's here. You got a, you got a <laughs> white hat that says a man on it. You are... Yeah, you're. I mean, you got a whole thing going on today. While you guys were talking, I was googling what gets stolen from restaurants. Um, (laughs) Guess what's the number? Guess what's the number two thing getting stolen? Number two, Cracker Barrel, those little triangle games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm guilty, red-handed, to be completely honest with you. Um, and then you go yeah, to other tables and you're like, what? These My pieces are all broken in half. Can I switch them out? And you start doing Can I be honest? That one seems a little, that one seems like even worse to me because I'm pretty sure they sell it in the gift shop. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's basically like shoplifting. Too. It's that not even like, it's basic, shoplifting. Yeah, exactly. Like if they had, if at the counter, right, like where, where you like check in and, and you get to where the hostess seats you or the host seats you at an outback, yeah. right? If they had a little display on that little uh, uh, podium, right, with just a display of steak knives that you could purchase, I guarantee you people would would purchase them rather than steal them. But the only mechanism we have. But the thing with those golf tee games is there is a gift shop you have to walk through, a Cracker Barrel. That sell them right there. Why steal them from the table? The greasy ones with gravy all it's over. True. How much? It's so true. How much are they? Like they're like three bucks. They're not. They're not expensive at all. No, they're not cheap. expensive. Yeah, that, yeah. that's hard. It's a wood you, game. It's a wood game. Like made out of wood and like plastic. It's just yeah. wood. Marty, you said that's the second most stolen. Yeah. Uh, one, what else is on this list? Is it the tag from Whataburger? Because I did, I did it, used to steal those it, in high school. You know, it's it's funny. It, okay, so I have to find the article again in my history. But the funny part about it is that 
it, you know how like lists always go to like 10 it's like 11 things stolen from like they had to squeeze so much things that were stolen that 11 things that are commonly stolen from restaurants and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of it is like a lot of it's like cups and stuff like like pizza hut cups stuff like yeah. that on it and oh, it's funny well, because sure it, the yeah. red the red yeah. plastic was the bump that's what the we have in your yeah. dishware from restaurants. we have that <laughs> I have it in the, in the it's like unbreakable I don't know if you know like their cups are unbreakable so like we just throw it on the ground constantly that's what happens okay, in our re- house. Real talk. Real talk. I'm glad this came up. Um, because just I, it's, speaking of items you get from a restaurant, took my family to a minor league baseball game Saturday night. Great time. Ended up being That sounds a, sad. That sounds... A, okay, hey, you went was, to an uh, Outback Steakhouse at like 1030 at night or something. Yeah, hey, thank you. Was it on thank a Wednesday? You. It was, it was a delicious, amazing meal. It a was reservation, great. Uh, because it gets quite oh, busy yeah. on Wednesday. Look. Mm-hmm. Emily, go to Outback and t- come I, back and I report back. I don't even know where one is. Might... I don't know if they one, still okay. are around. <laughs> one, it's AAA, not like double or, or single. Two, it's the best team in AAA right now. Shout out the Tides. The, the, Whatever. <laughs> shout out Norfolk Tides. Double sellout. It's, it was an un- it was a it's unexpected. the best middle school, high school team in our region. <laughs> they have the number one prospect in all minor. Anyway, I'm not going to argue about this. Beautiful stadium, downtown Norfolk, props to the tides. We get there, it's unexpectedly, because of a rain delay, a double header. Okay? So it's five in the evening, and both games are sold. It's a double sellout. Okay? It is popping, but the food lines are impossible. You can't get anything in anywhere in the stadium. But I'm there from like five to like 11 o'clock at night. So we're on the way home, everyone's starving. Pull into Taco Bell, late night Taco Bell. I got my family and another family in the, in the car. We pull through the Taco Bell line. I got a bunch kids and everything we order our tacos and i tell the dude i'm like hey man i need a bunch of mild sauce and a bunch of diablo don't know if you guys have diablo that my, my dude i don't know if it's because it's late night and he and and like they're about to close up or he just does not care anymore he gives me an entire you know like the you know the bags with like reinforced handles yes. Like at, at a Taco yeah. Bell, like they have the standard bag where they just hand you your tacos. Then they have the big grocery paper bag with the reinforced Jesse, handles. Can I be honest with you? I've never ordered so much at Taco Bell that I got the extra large bag. <laughs> and then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> anyway, he loads that. You're doing it he wrong. loads that. He loads that thing to the brim. Where, I, I'm telling you, I have more Taco that dude Bell. Couldn't have cared less about his job. That's I have amazing. Like Forty dollars worth of Taco Bell salsa. I've been That's using amazing. it. I've been using it on everything. I made two Diablo omelets this week. Thanks Whoa, to that. That sounds thanks to my dope. Dude. That sounds good. It was <laughs> so good. Does it? Does it sound good? A little Diablo. It as good as- a little Diablo. Uh, you know, taking the sauces and using them for personal use. <laughs> Honestly, if it was my mom, she'd probably like open each of them and put them in like a bottle? A, another bottle from another company and just be like, hey guys, we have new hot sauce now. Dude, Marty, Marty, you're blowing my mind right now. I'm going to do that and I'm going to put like a fan, like some bougie label on it and when people come over, be like, hey, you got to try this hot sauce, man. I, I, I spent like, yeah. Yeah, I spent like 40 bucks at some some salsa boutique and I'm like, psych, it's Diablo. And it all started by you checking out this 17-year-old stellar Asian Japanese player in this AAA team. Akira. Oh my gosh! I was it like, I didn't know where you were going with that. Okay, it started. It started, with, it started with checking out Haru, and That's now right. you guys are getting sauce. That's right. If I'm, I'm all for care, those, I'm all for those baseball games. If yeah. I didn't care about the prospects, the prospect game. Okay, yeah. and it was sold out. Double Support header. Support local. 
Yeah. Sold out doubleheader. I, 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 I had a great evening, oh guys. My gosh. <laughs> Support local. Go to Taco Bell. It was a tough night. And I took, I took a train. <laughs> like, they have a train that goes into the stadium. Dude, it's a great experience. That's cool. What? Wait, what? Yeah. What? There's a train. It's called- Wait, like Silver Spoons, like in the 80s, where like he rode in on <laughs> no. a train around like the, the house? Like the beginning of good times and the train no, starts circling a- around Chicago? <laughs> it, it, look, Cameron, you've been, you've, you, you were recently in my area. I have driven by the stadium you're talking about on there the interstate. There is a train that, that has stops. That's cool. That has stops all the way, like from three miles from my house all the way to the stadium, which stadium's like 10 miles away. And you can park your car right there, and they just drive you right in. It's great. That's cool. That's cool. It's like okay, Disney, that's... Cameron. Let's compare it to exactly. Disney because Cameron's in Orlando. You know the hotel right. that has the thing in the middle of the... <laughs> yeah, the monorail goes right down the middle of it. It is. Contemporary. It is. Just contemporary. Like that. that's it. it is just like that. That's, that's how they get people to go to the games. How else, why else does people go to minor league games? They got a train that goes through town wait, that just picks people wait. up and brings them. And it's wait, free. Jesse, is this is this compu- is this called uh, commuter rail? Like, is this just normal transit in your area? But you think it only goes to the baseball stadium, it or ends, does it only it go to the baseball end, stadium? The last stop is the baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, it right. is made like final destination is the stadium. Okay, that was why they made it. And you know what? They did the a great job. The third stop is Bada Bing Strip Club. The fourth <laughs> one's the stadium. The second one is luggage. And the That's first right. one is uh, right. they get they, hey, yeah. they gotta get Jesse's that and, and on nights that the tides games there's no tickets you just walk right on there's no mm. fare it's literally part that, of the reason I they love made doing it. stuff like that I love a hot dog in the middle of a Thursday why not yeah exactly Go to the game, get yeah. a hot dog with the family great night train ride put some baseball stolen Taco Bell sauce Taco on Taco Bell yeah. and Diablo and <laughs> lifetime supply of Diablo right in the pantry right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Jesus Culture. They have a new album out. Uh, they're one of our favorite worship bands. What? Emily, you were going to say something. No, I'm just laughing at this. Is I, It always cracks me up, like the beginning of our conversation or the beginning of the episode. <laughs> and then it's like this like well-loved worship yeah, yeah. artist is coming on. <laughs> yeah. Also, and we, we apologize. Have, uh... We apologize to Derek Johnson of Jesus <laughs> yeah. Culture for everything. I want to be on record. In, I want to be on record. I apologize for nothing, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually a pretty funny skit. It's like we just start joking. We're talking about the stupidest thing, whatever. And then you're like, all right, guys, we also have uh, Muhammad Ali's President daughter here Barack tonight. Obama. Yeah. Literally, President serious... Barack Obama was on this podcast after <laughs> that type of content. So it's like... We yeah. have Jerry Lewis, and he's going to be promoting muscle dystrophy tonight. Um, but thank you uh, for staying on the peace. podcast. Yeah. Rest in peace to uh, Jerry Lewis from about 1998. I think he passed away. By the way, you guys hear All right, here we <laughs> <laughs> Marty, real quick. Okay. Mar- real quick, Marty. Did you know Dick Van Dyke floated out to the three miles out in the ocean so he could okay, on, sleeping on a surfboard okay. and was rescued by dolphins? It's a true story. It happened. Stop. Okay. For real? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, Google listen. It. Three episodes, five episodes ago, Jesse brought this up as an underreported <laughs> news story that everybody should be talking about. Dick Van Dyke is 19, yeah. he's 99 years old. We're 99 years old. Seven years ago when he was 92, Jesse says, nobody's verified this, Jesse Marty says he went on right to. Now. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. To, There's tons of stories. Oh my God. Okay. He apparently it's was out paddle boarding in the ocean. Fell asleep on the paddleboard, floated out to sea Pot so far he could not he could not see land. And Jesse says that Dick Van Dyke claims that when he was three miles out at sea, a pod of dolphins took him back to shore saved and saved his life. His life. 
Jesse's been talking about this for about five episodes in a row. So I'm yeah, just saying. I'm looking at some articles right now about it, and it. I mean, that's that's at the Atlantic. Is the Atlantic dot com? Is that trustworthy? The Atlantic it's a paywall. Yeah, yeah. The Atlantic is. You don't get that's top of the pyramid with trustworthiness, yeah, really? in my opinion. Heard, there's, an ad for, there's an ad for uh, a sex pill. I don't know if that should that tells you the type of ads that they're getting uh, on the Atlantic. That's uh, <laughs> Marty. I'm sorry to tell you that's the Google ad network, and it, it has cookies <laughs> and it tracks your web search history. So really? you're because seeing ads based on your web surfing. <laughs> that's amazing. The I'm first sorry. ad I have is Golda with Helen Mirren. And it's based on yeah. a true story. And then on the on the yeah. right of it, it's uh, yeah. you know meet people in your area. I mean, I, I don't know what type of. That, I feel like that, I'm on t- that, I feel like I'm on Twitter right now. That's a Marty <laughs> specific X. ad collection that you're seeing right now. Why so. am I unrelevant? And I'm seeing the same thing. <laughs> Just we actually had to shut that network down dude we this is this is true we used to have google ad network on our site for a couple of the spots really and we would get emails emails from time to time from people just incredulous and offended that they were on our site and they saw an inappropriate ad and we gladly wrote back to them and told them that those cookies that they're those ads they're seeing are based on their own browsing history wow that is not about our site that is about your internet usage so yeah i should have made that joke because now it seems like i have uh, sex on my page and that's not what it was <laughs> that really backfires hard google just knows like people who are searching this dick van dyke story 10 years out probably have some pretty deviant stuff in the background Jesse, it maybe it is, only you know yeah. Maybe the algorithm only looked at the first word of his search. Sure. You know, either, but either way, the yeah. moral Stopped of the story right is I pressed enter. It has been officially yeah. fact checked, and I just put, I just put his name. And I put stories afterwards. That's probably why. Oh, there you Again, go. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Jesus Again. Culture, for joining us for this episode. <laughs> With your new song, "Come to the Altar," purification. <laughs> we all need to get redeemed. All right, stay tuned. Up next, uh, it's relevant buzz. Listening to Bennett Coast. The song is Now I Know You. Sounds ominous. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. All right, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. Um, yeah, we are going to start off by talking about Dante Bowe, who is currently facing some backlash for his new music, which is much different than what he was dropping with Mav City. Um, so last tell me about year was an- this, because did I tell you guys about the tour? Okay, I'm not going to go there. Let's no, go. you tell us. You go first. No, no, no. Hold on. Do we need the context no, yeah, yeah. prior? Yeah, we need context. Yeah. Let's Wait, hear it. Dante is great. I was about to go on tour with Dante a couple months ago. Okay. And then there was another was controversy, it? too. And then the tour got shut down. 
Oh, the 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 IG controversy. Yeah, of I don't even know what happened the... there. I reached out to him. No one told me anything. So maybe Emily Brown maybe has well. Uh, we'll downtown Emily Brown has some stories. Okay. All right. I am very aware of libel laws, uh, so I will tell you in the, the most official media way possible. Uh, Dante Bo on Instagram sent what he thought was a private DM okay. to an, another person. He accidentally posted it on his story and it was a, a photo of him in a various stage of being unclothed in a kind of compromising position. Is this real? And this really uh, happened? This really happened around midnight one night and by 7 or 8 a.m. the next morning Mav City had posted he's no longer with our organization did he leave it and up for a long was, time like did anybody screenshot it was it? down it was down <laughs> within a minute and a lot of people screenshotted it and so that's kind of how it spread um and so that happened i thought and it was because he liked justin bieber <laughs> maybe he does because he said know. that they were pissed off at him for saying that he was like i like uh, i'm really excited to see this guy and this guy and they were like what? you know people got upset like he's here to see bad bunny people were <clears> upset <throat> about it. i thought it was something like that i didn't know it was okay. no it was it was a little bit more than that but hey it broke him off the worship thing and he did his secular r&b album oh. as an outgrowth this of is a this secular transition R&B album so Emily. his so yeah Sorry. he did drop no you're good he so yeah he parted ways with Mav City after all of that um, well, did he well okay go ahead, anyway, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead they are no longer together we'll say that right um, and but he did announce that he would be pursuing mm-hmm. his own music and that it would be a different sound he didn't really give at first he didn't really give a ton of like example or clarification what that meant but um, people thought bluegrass they were just assuming mm-hmm. hard dolly parton country. yeah exactly mm. um yeah. no he but earlier this summer he dropped um his self-titled album and it there are some elements of like gospel worship in there but there's a lot of r&b and hip-hop mostly um and that's where a lot of the controversy has come because um, he actually released a music video for one of his songs wind me up and the music video is there's like a party vibe going on there's women dancing um twerking twerking and really? yeah mm-hmm. uh and for all like for any other r&b artists it is fairly tame but because it's coming from a worship, a worship artist, artist yeah. who yeah. has recently also announced that he is still making some worship music with different worship groups there's it, it's kind of blurring the line a little bit yeah. for a lot of people oh, wow. and so fans are upset and commenting saying you know what's going on we're why are you doing this we're praying for you so that's huh, where he's yeah. at right now do you think he could do yeah, both I, could you think do you guys think like and this is us talking not from like fans but like yeah understanding we have like insight in the industry do you think he could do both because no one's ever done both <laughs> So, Marty, I am glad you brought this up because when Emily and I were planning the episode, we talked about this story, which we've covered at Relevant. And I thought, let's bring this up with Marty on because I know that Social Club obviously started in the Christian industry, but there probably are aspirations that are a little bit bigger than that, that one niche. And so I think this tension of how do you evolve or how do you expand your content and your fan base is an interesting one for you because... Like what Dante did, what I told Emily is like, I feel like if Dante had gone from worship gospel to like, I believe I can fly inspirational yeah, R&B, yeah. he, would, he would have found, that's what mainstream R&B fans would want from the yeah. gospel guy is like kind of like, art, you know, that, that level of stuff. Our, Tori Kelly has done that, different yeah, things. Yeah. But like, 
to go from worship gospel to like party twerking, yeah. like romance songs, it's like R&B fans don't want that from the gospel guy. And obviously gospel and worship fans are going, what are you doing? Yeah. So who is this music for is my question. That's a great you know? question. Honestly, also, like if you if you listen, like R&B has a trend the same way hip hop has a trend, pop, country, everything has a trend. R&B has been in an, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to my buddy Dare Mola and he's in Miami and he's working right now with Pink Sweats. Um, and Pink Sweats yeah. is an R&B artist and he's great is amazing and he walked away from a huge deal so that he could pursue the type of music that he wants to do um, because you know they wanted him to be more sexualized in what he did so he was like nah I don't want to do that I want to do what I want to do I'm, you know he's a believer as well he goes to VU now uh, in Miami anyway I say that to say like you know years ago this is, had to be 2014 I was gonna we were gonna sign a Rock Nation we just had signed a major label to Capital the label we were just on um, and so we, when I was talking to a manager, this guy is great, um, and he was telling me about how he, he managed um, for a little bit uh, Bruno Mars. And he was telling me Bruno Mars always wanted to end with the type of music that he's doing now, but he couldn't get there. He had to be a ballad and like earn people's you know trust to, to like literally hand walk him. And he was like, we have a 10-year plan for him to start going here because no, the music's not here right now in this right section. It's over here with these like big ballads and hip hop and he's like he's like watch he's like this next and he I remember he it was like 24 karat gold was coming out he's like wait till 24 karat gold comes out then after that he's gonna be so like some artists have a total plan to like this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna evolve over time so I could see that happening but in my opinion like R&B is becoming less sexualized and more soulful um, right. and so it's kind of weird that he would be more I mean I don't I, I don't know what's Dante knows probably better than I do the industry of R&B but I feel like to be the artist you want to be there is a certain type of like you have to hold someone's hand and bring them on your musical journey you can't just start you can't just start there like I, I agree with you Cam like if maybe in the middle there he was more inspirational maybe even did a song right, with like yeah. John Belly and people yeah. you, you, also yeah. it's about hey, who you, you're connected you to right like he right. could have done a song with John B and do it and it could have been another song but I'm looking at the album now he's got Vic Mensa I love Vic Mensa he's got he actually does have mainstream guys but then you know next to the Vic Mensa song he also has Glory to God so I think it's in my opinion I think it's cool that he is trying to pursue both I just don't think anyone's ever done that and so the person who mm. does that is usually the person who gets hurt like the wall, person who breaks through the wall for everybody is the one who gets crapped on by everybody so that also could be factoring in like the next person behind him will thrive and be able to do it I, yeah, I don't know I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, worship and gospel fans like hate secular. Yeah, they do. They secular do. fans kind of. You know, it's like there's a no man's land right there. But I mean, I don't mean this as a judgment. But if you look at the plays numbers on the new album mm -hmm. versus his previous music, there. Yeah, there. Nobody wants yeah, this. They're like my. They're nobody like my numbers. I'm just kidding. Shut up. I'm just kidding. No, they're not. They're not. They're not my numbers. They're not. They're nowhere near your numbers. Well, you know, the, yeah. also the difference is, and we we've had this conversation a lot because uh, you know we social code started out independent, and let me tell right. you something. As much as anybody, like I see the numbers. Peep, that's one thing that nobody sees. Like we all talk about artists without looking at numbers. Numbers really do matter. It tells you the consumption. It tells you our fans actually buy stuff, and our fans actually really do support. 
what we do. So we're in a different place. Like I was telling this to Andy the other day, like our fans, even the Craze fans, like those fans who were a part of the generation of buying CDs, some of those people still do. They'll still buy our vinyl. They'll still buy a t-shirt. They'll still buy these new fans. 100%. They're a lot different. They're just going to listen to singles, you know? And then I also read a report last week that said that our generation, we're, we're nostalgic with music. We're the yeah. ones consuming like tears for fears. We're the ones consuming like stuff from the nineties, still pumping the numbers up there. There, more than more than we listen to new music, so it, it's an interesting time. These I don't know I don't know how an artist would break out right now. I'm grateful mm-hmm. to be coming out in 2014 when people music industry was different, but coming out now it's a lot different. It's a little bit it's a little bit more tough, I believe. The the other thing too, and I can only get myself in trouble, but who's gonna even care? All right, libel yeah. laws, Jesse. No, I am, but but I guess what I, I'm saying is like. I'm. I am going to be liable for what you say on this show. So please, all, all I'm saying is, if you like, care anything about me, be careful right now. I'm saying if, say if, it, if people are legit concerned or whatever, go ahead, speak away. But let's also be careful because I feel like there's a tendency sometimes for like the pearl clutching of mm. like, oh my goodness, when I like a lot of the people who are who will publicly do that. Look, I mean, all all four of us on this podcast probably know people who are, are reasonably high-profile figures who will kind of express outrage on social media for, like you know morality clout when you've probably when we've all probably hung out with those people behind the scenes and they watch the same movies and tv shows we do and never say a word until it involves someone that they feel like they're going to get some attention for calling out Mm. look if you feel compelled and convicted to to address you know the the private artistic decisions of someone use free country man do do whatever but like there is also a tendency sometimes to like express to manufacture outrage for the sake of manufacturing outrage when you can be like oh that was questionable i don't know if i would have done that i don't know if i agree with that artistically but behind the scenes those same people that are a lot of times the loudest voices are watching the same movies and netflix shows or whatever and it's like I guess that's my thing too is like trying to cancel an artist for making an artistic decision that you may morally disagree with I I don't know sometimes I I just feel like like faith circles tend to eat their own in a way that is unhealthy like one thing if you want to say look I don't personally that I wouldn't have done that I don't think it's the right call but I'm not going to try to burn the guy's career down I I I think there's there's going to be a fine line there with with sort of turning the the knives inward you know does that make sense Dante is incredibly incredibly talented and unfortunately people follow us and really do care about if we live this and how we live it is different in the Bible Belt versus how we live it with people in like Florida and California and New York and like liberal versus Republic. Like it's different. Like what I think is not a problem. Somebody in the Bible Belt might be like, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, moving right along, um, an angel investor who helped support the film Sound of Freedom was arrested last week for child kidnapping. That's the second one. No, no, no. It's, no, it's the same one. It's the oh, it's the same, it's the same, same one. one. They were saying, yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah, my God. Yeah. He's an early investor. He was a guy who helped get this movie, Sound of Freedom, big box office surprise hit. Uh, it's about trafficking, child kidnapping and trafficking. And it turns out one of the early investors just got arrested on felony charges of 
child kidnapping. Yes. He, I will say the his court date is set for later this month. So it, we do innocent until proven guilty. Legally, don't sue. Relevant yeah. podcast. I Thank want you. that reliable reasons. We're putting that out there. Um, obviously, this is a very serious allegation, though, and if true, just a really big hypocritical issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know what? You know what's interesting to me, like just human nature. It's like the if you zoom out and look at the most outspoken people, politicians, leaders who are against like gay marriage or uh, other social issues, and then you know, fast forward, it turns out, oh, that guy was gay. He yeah. hated the gay stuff because he was projecting hating right? that about himself, mm. and now this guy is supporting the anti-child trafficking thing because he was kidnapping children uh, allegedly i'm allegedly have you can you tell that i've had meetings with lawyers over the last two weeks <laughs> Definitely. i am I gonna very say, walking yeah. on eggshells right now so yeah. just fyi just that's why two people missing off this allegedly. podcast guys if you're just paying attention that's why two people are missing off this podcast Man, that's why i'm, I'm telling here. you media and business is not fun I don't say bad if things. you if you have aspirations to launch something let me just tell you right now don't because your life will be very difficult and it's not your fault. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So like we said, no, no court decision has been made yet. Obviously this is something we're going to be following closely. Sound of freedom has been huge this summer. And so, um, this, yeah, just something to keep, keep an eye on. Yeah. So is that movie not good? Have you guys, I, I feel like I've had maybe because I'm in California and you know, there's no movie theaters playing it out here. Is, is it a big deal over there? And, I feel like in Florida it would be a huge deal. I know people were taking employees to see the movie. What's that? What's that movie like? Is it a good movie? Is it bad? Is it fake controversy with like the whole thing of them shutting off the movie? Like, do you guys know anything about that? I I I, I don't think the thing of them like like there was like oh the AC was going out in theaters where the movie's playing and, and like you know yeah. one I think kind of there's a tendency in some sort of like circles to, to to find things that they're like victimized about i think the movie's been a big success but i don't think i i haven't found any validity to the fact that it's you know been sort of like shadow banned by theaters or anything like that i mean movie theaters want people to get yeah, yeah. People want theaters, theaters, right? do like, not have like they don't have a morality like, they have yeah. they want money yeah. right? so or like, corporate it, the, the film out earned Mission Impossible. Okay, wow. like it's doing good. Well, yeah. Out earned like, is different because out earned means caught like gross. No, right? no, 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 versus no. The, like it, its ticket revenue was higher than the ticket revenue, not Whoa. including costs. Which, which Whoa. if you included that, it would have been like a ten x or, or probably more than that. So probably who's, making the money off it? who's making the money off uh, that movie? Angel Studios. Angel, Angel Studios, uh, who does the Chosen and a bunch of other They're stuff. Angel it Studios. Right now. Dude, they're they're good in a good them. place, and I thank them for their advertising support of Relevant Magazine. Thank yeah. you very no, much. No, Angel I think Studios. it's amazing. I think that it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I mean, most yeah. Christian things are really. There's no. I did. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I did like Jesus Revolution. Outside of that Christian movie, I don't like any Christian movies, and I haven't. I haven't seen this new movie, Sound of Freedom, but now I kind of want to see it. I mean, it's Jim Caviezel, who's Jesus. That's in the Passion of Christ. Two for two, man. Two for two. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm up. He's our yeah. Mel Gibson. For a second. He's a, he's our AAA star that Jesse would go ride a train to see. Double he's hitting dingers. Haru. Hitting dingers. Yeah, Haru. Hitting dingers. Akira who's hitting dingers and he's also a pitcher. Sold out. 
Sold out doubleheader. Quite the night, guys. Quite <laughs> the night. Still got Dippin' Dots. Right. Dippin' Dots like the big thing at that stadium. People, ice cream of the future. Still waiting <laughs> Dude, on that. What? Oh, Still okay. waiting on can that I, future. Can I tell you guys, I just performed They bring in a little those. baseball helmet. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, I just performed at one of those, uh, like maybe two months ago. It was in, Na- it was in Nashville. It was a trip. One and of those being what? One of those being a like triple-A game. Where it's oh, like, gotcha. this, okay. so I performed and everybody left. They didn't know. I guess they must have. I don't know if they didn't advertise that there was a band performing. Like the, the also the team lost like twenty three to one. So oh. like whoever stayed, like people were leaving. They were so upset. It was a home team. They lost. And so then we had to perform right after that. And people were so upset, eating their dipping dots. Like our team is the worst. And it's an. You're right, Jesse. It's an ice cream helmet. And then there's like a hot dog. Yeah, and we're great. just performing our little hearts out. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And then I'm like, how y'all doing? And the guy's like, we lost. I'm like, okay, here we go. Like that's how I. <laughs> The See, game. the problem is, so the Orlando Magic will have a faith and family night, but what they do is to promote the after, or, or Latin night or any other night, to promote the after game concert, that artist will perform a little teaser at halftime. That's cool. So that would then, be cool. I'm be aware. Great. That would have been great. But there's no halftime in baseball, no. so you're, <sighs> yeah, that's, oh man, And there's I'm not sorry. even a clock there, like in, in like, you know, major leagues where there's a clock, we gotta push this game forward. So we're waiting the whole time in the back, like falling asleep, because we don't know when the game was gonna end it was it was a long game we performed at like eleven thirty. you know you know what marty uh you in the back not watching the game falling asleep is no different than everybody in the stands falling asleep because baseball is so boring i'm just saying if you're at the, listen, the norfolk ties get wild guys i don't know if you guys see the savannah bananas they're like the hottest thing Wait, in sports fun. right now so i've seen the savannah bananas thank you savannah bananas Savannah Bananas Dude. are... They, these guys go out and dance and they've choreographed for yeah. Yeah. Real talk. I see them on TikTok. That's real, right. Okay, oh, real wow. talk. My wife and kids yeah. were traveling. They were, Cameron, they came, you saw them. They came to Florida yeah. I um, yeah. and they drove down there. I flew and met them. <laughs> I think I would see them. Anyway, they drove from Virginia Beach to Florida and they stopped in Savannah for the night. It's just like a halfway point. It's to get some dinner. And my wife saw that the Bananas were playing and my son plays Little League. He loves it. So, and she's... Just like everyone in the country has seen the TikTok videos of the Savannah Bananas. She calls them and is like, hey, I want a couple tickets. They're like, uh, we're sold out for seven months. They're like, what? <laughs> they sell out. You cannot get it, Savannah. That's incredible. Going to see the Savannah Bananas is like going to see Taylor Swift. Like, it is impossible <laughs> to and get still, to a they banana. Only $35,000 a, a year. No one's getting there's a ad, huge ad revenue from that. It's a mess. No, listen, listen. There, <laughs> This is real talk. There is a legit aftermarket for Savannah Banana tickets because everyone has seen the TikTok videos and everyone passing through Savannah has the same thought. Hey, why don't we go to the Bananas game? Why Those not? videos look pretty fun. Every, they're sold out for seven months. You can't get a banana. Also, ticket. you're stuck in a part of Georgia that in Savannah that has nothing else to do after seven Beautiful. p.m. So might as well just <laughs> watch a banana ball. They play by their own rules. Thing. It's called banana yeah. ball. Yeah, banana. Ball. All right, what else do you have, Emily? What's the last thing? Uh, yeah, the last thing uh, I want to talk about is Switchfoot, um, who earlier this year they released the beautiful letdown, our version, uh, which was like the celebration of 20 years of their biggest album, uh, and now they're releasing a deluxe version, which features new versions of their songs from a ton of artists. So they like have literally asked artists hmm. to cover their songs for the deluxe version which is really interesting like who uh well one of them is john bellion we mentioned him earlier he's saying meant to live um which we actually have the clip right here here's a clip of john bellion's version of meant to live
somewhere we live is yeah. um and then there's really there's a ton of other artists like noah gunderson reliant k oh, wow. ryan tedder from one republic colony sleeping house at sleeping oh, at ryan last tedder. Whoa, jonas brothers um, yeah, the Joe Bros. City. Yeah, there's the Joe Bros. Literally yeah. so well, many. Sadly, artists. it was the fourth Joe Bro, not the, th- the top hey, three. The Frankie bonus Jonas. is doing his best. Yes, the bonus Jonas. If you guys watch the show, claim- the bonus Jonas is hosting Claim to Fame. Yeah. I literally Frankie and Kevin. Every time you see the light go on my face, it's me googling something. Okay, or if hey, you look up the the show of the summer, it's a show <laughs> called Claim to Fame. Frankie. This is my time. Yeah, Frankie's the bonus. That's Jonas. the fourth Claim one? to Fame is the best show on TV right now. I need everyone to watch it. It is a show that was like specifically manufactured for Emily Brown because it ha- <laughs> it's hosted by the Jonas Brothers, the loves of my life. Yeah. And well, it, hold on, hold on. The, the third least popular Jonas Brother and then the fourth okay. Jonas Brother. First off, the Jonas, top two Jonas still, Brothers do not appear. Justice do not for appear. Kevin, he's a good man, okay? Good so <laughs> let's be kind to but him. But he's the Saint. old weird one in the back. He, he's the, uh, he he's the tall weird one. Nothing wrong okay justice for kevin yeah. anyways we're not yeah. getting into this so right, it's hosted by which kevin and which? what do they all they all look good looking so what's the who is the small one nick is that the fourth one the popular one no he <laughs> no one. he's the good one yeah i, I want to put nick. i want to take this photo i'm going to throw it in here and maybe you guys can help me figure out which one's which sure i can tell okay. you their full names i can tell you the government name we have to talk about claim to fame though like i've been like how jesse feels about dick van dyke story this is how i feel about claim to fame more right. people need to be aware of this. It's the best show on TV. It's a reality competition. Again, hosted it's by the UPN. Jonas Brothers. It's on, it's, <laughs> ABC. it's on ABC. ABC. Okay. It is legit, dude. The, oh, okay. it's real. And it is yeah. the entire... Hosted con- by Angel Studios. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's ABC. So it's like all of these contestants live in a house together, kind of Big Brother style. They perform challenges. But all of the contestants are related to a celebrity in some way. And the point of the show is you try to guess who the celebrity relative is. Mm. And they're like big names. Like it's like the celebrity relatives are like Tom Hanks, Dolly Parton, uh, Zendaya. Like there's a ton of... It, it's Stallone. like well-known... <laughs> Eddie so, Murphy. Eddie Murphy. I, I mean, I, uh, Tom. Yeah, you said Tom Hanks. Um, I watched that one. Yeah. The show's still on right now. I'm personally convinced that Nick Cannon's brother is on the show. Um, oh. So it, there's just and like they reveal clues through challenges, and you have to guess like who the celebrity relative is. If you get it wrong, you get sent home. All these things that it's the greatest show oh, wow. on TV because for these people who are truly in celebrities' lives, some of them know nothing about celebrities. One of the funniest things happened this week. People were convinced this guy was related to Elton John, even though the clue was okay. that his celebrity relative was from Utah. So like a household <laughs> of people were like, yeah, I think Elton John could be from Utah. That's hilarious. Okay. And these people were confident. So it just, it's the best show. I need everyone to watch it so that it has a million seasons. Cameron Survivor has 75 seasons. So I think Claim to Fame deserves like 100. Okay. 45, but not... So, okay, anyway. Uh, so, the uh, Marty, the guy on the left and the right of the photo that uh-huh. you sent us yes. are the hosts of this show. Yeah. Oh, so the, the far left, far right. The guys in the middle look like the better looking guys. So, they're That's actually... correct. Okay. They, they don't need the money of this show because they're good looking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the ones on the end, one guy's no facial hair, so he, he don't know what he's doing. And then you that's have the, the other guy. Joe that's, that's yeah, the, the bonus fourth. Jonas. Got it. Yeah, the bonus, bonus Jonas is the one on and the right. And then the one yeah. on the far left is dressed like Ryan on that episode of The Office where they, you know, they celebrate Diwali. <laughs> okay, this <laughs> that's was right. 
This, well, it was at Nick's wedding. I can tell you that. Nick is married to Priyanka Chopra, a very okay. famous Bollywood actress. Um, oh. And... <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this is at the There's their, a reason why they're dressed. The reason why he's dressed like the guy from you know I don't know. I mean, who am I talking to right now? I don't know who this guy yeah, is. Don't sue relevant podcast, please. That is Marty not knowing. I, I, I don't even know who the, the, I don't know who the girl is either that he's married to. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I like. I'm not a. I wasn't um, a part yeah. of the Disney World. That, that that's also a thing. Like no, she's yesterday like my wife was watching. Yeah. Well, yesterday my wife was watching uh, that show with Steve Martin, and it's uh, murder in the o- only murders, apartment in yeah. the basement of something, and, and Hulu. Great. And I'm like, isn't who's this lady? Why is she famous? My wife's like Selena Gomez. It's from Disney. Yeah, she's like it's Disney. <laughs> you didn't know Selena Gomez. Come on, bud. <laughs> Come on. This isn't some obscure Mouseketeer here. Oh my god. I just didn't know why she was famous, right? Like so the she's person Selena telling Gomez. you who Selena Gomez was said she was from the Disney. Channel? Channel? Dude, she's done so much since well, then. Well, the thing is, it. she started at Disney uh, and it created royal. She said Disney royalty. So did Justin. So did I'm sorry, Ryan Justin Gosling. Timberlake. Let's go. Ryan Gosling, uh, Christina Aguilera, Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. But they didn't have their own TV show. This girl, she had iCarly, right? Is that what it was? Nope. Wizards of Waverly Place. Okay. Oh, iCarly was Nickelodeon. Corrected. <laughs> Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hannah Montana. Yeah, this is maybe the most painful conversation. I'm sorry, Emily. This is like Emily's dying though. It's, right it's now. Different. Parts of her Emily or her soul are just dying forever. <laughs> I'm literally seeing pieces of her heart just break <laughs> off right now. She's just dying. It started with the Jonas and it ended with the. I just want to know what it's like to live in a world where, like, I don't recognize Selena Gomez. Do you know what I mean? Like, the fact, like, I, what is it like to look at a picture of she just the looks Jonas like a Brothers? Human being. She looks like a but, like, really I mean, well-crafted is. human being. Like, like her, like she has like a very TV face, right? Like a very sure. TV. I mean, face. all of this is accurate. A well-crafted human, but like, being. like a well-crafted I, TV. You know, TV people have like a like, perfect like jawline, and like they always look good on every angle. Like, not yeah. like us regular people these people look like good all the time so i'm like i know she's famous but she also does she even drop music like it's always a single every 10 years i feel like yeah she's got some good music she should get back into it she's after justin bieber broke her heart she released i I, I know that i do know that i know justin bieber because i do know about the Haley bieber stuff that obviously you guys have covered extensively over here correct that is true yeah because emily (laughs) yeah Yeah. that is true no but i know about that what is it like to like look at a picture of a celebrity and not know who it is? Well, I also don't... she looks different every time I see her. I feel like I'm like, is this the same person that I just saw? It's almost like Justin Bieber. Okay. Like his hair's short, and his hair's long. I'm like, how do you grow hair in three months? That like, how does he have braids now? Like, how are these people be able to like manipulate themselves in such weird ways? Famous. Well, okay. Oh, so so to be said, uh, to be fair, she suffers with several diseases. She had a kidney transplant, lupus, different things. So that's probably why her appearance changes quite a bit. Is medical challenges. Mm. So okay. Don't sue relevant. Okay, Well, no, we okay. I'm not even talking poorly about her. I'm just saying, like, famous people have, like, famous people will be, like, blonde one day, dark, and I'm like, is this the same? She is twin? I don't know who she is. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> there it is. Fair Wizards points. of Waverly Fair Place points. is all we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I live in that That'll reality, That'll do Emily. it for, you know, I'm going to hit it, Jack. That'll do it for... Relevant Buzz. You guys hear about Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Please we're, check out. I'm sorry. We're not talking about old day and spices. And you know, I'm sorry, Cam. That we're not talking about spices and then cracker barrels. Outback you know? Steakhouse. Outback I'm Steakhouse crying. knives and stuff. That little golf tee game. Let's bring that back around. How about that? All right. Here we go. Uh, check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we're covering a lot more of that stuff. Okay. Stay tuned. Up next, Derek Johnson from Jesus Culture joins us. You're listening to Eli Smart. The song is Fiesta 99.9 FM. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Derek Johnson from Jesus Culture. Uh, they're one of our favorite longtime uh, worship collectives and just dropped uh, a new album. It's called Why Not Right Now. Derek uh, sat down with us to share what the group's been up to over the last few years, their hope for the new album, and how they want to encourage a new generation of leaders to step into their faith. Here's our conversation with Derek Johnson. excited to talk about uh the new jesus culture album uh first off so good i love it um and it's the first album in i believe three years um yeah so if i mean this might be a big question but what's been going on with the group for the last three years yeah um i mean there's a few things that happened um ironically enough we recorded the last project the church it was like a two-part volume um we recorded that in december of 2019 and then obviously COVID happened in 2020. And even for just us as a ministry, we had some really huge things that happened in 2020. In, uh, in March of 2020, we, we purchased a church building here in Sacramento and really started to plant. Um, you know, we, we had been a mobile church for about five or six years at that point. Uh, but really started to put down some roots here in Sacramento with a permanent building. And um, and then when the album came out, I think it came out in the summer of 2020. So I know for us, it was like the first time um, that we had released an album that we weren't kind of immediately getting to go out and just worship with people all across the world with those songs. And so the whole thing was such a, was such a crazy time. But um, I would say in the, in the last few years, what's been really phenomenal is not only do we have that kind of, you know, home church get really, really planted here in Sacramento. We also sent a, a huge portion of our staff, about half of our staff in Sacramento that helped us um, lead and, and plant the church up here. And they went down to San Diego and we um, planted a second church down there. And all of that kind of happened between, you know, 2020 through 2022, that all of that was getting up and off the ground. Um, so even a lot of these songs, a lot of these songs are actually getting birthed out of both of those churches. Um, There's something that was really, really special about having, you know, just a few years to kind of get in the trenches of local church even more. Um, in 2019, I actually came on staff as the worship pastor here in Sacramento. So I've had the really amazing privilege of 
just helping build a worship culture here and um, and then getting to see that also happen down in San Diego. And once we kind of partnered that with what the Lord was speaking to us in our songwriting and how we just wanted to see certain things happen in worship um, right there in our congregation, we kind of went into this knowing like, if there's life happening in our churches and in our congregations, it will most likely resonate with with uh, worshipers all over the world. So I think that's what's really cool. You know, there was definitely a, a few years of some silence on our end from releasing um, stuff as a group. But now that we've um, jumped back into it, we couldn't be more excited about, I mean, there's 14 songs on this project. Um, and I think like with most things, you lean into it and you go, well, we, we wrote the songs, we've prayed into it, we went to the night, we captured it. Um, but you know, then it, then it takes a few weeks or months after that to really have some reflection and listen back to it. But I honestly couldn't be more proud of these songs and, um, and just to see the way that they've really gained a, a whole life in, in our, in our two churches at this point has been really phenomenal. So, so those churches have kept us pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been a part of a church plant before and yeah. it's, it's so hard to describe it to someone who's never been through it because yeah. it's just every emotion possible. And um, it's it's a lot of it's exciting change, but it's a lot of change yeah. and a lot of work. Um, but that's really cool. I think knowing that mm. now I want to go back and listen to the album and kind of hear like that story being told. Because um, yeah. would you say there's like a common thread or idea that ties these specific songs together? Yeah, I mean, there is. It's it's one of the reasons we kind of landed on the title, Why Not Right Now, which is like the title track of it. And I, I would just encourage anyone, if you want to kind of get the heartbeat of the album, jump in and, and, and listen through that song. Um, because even for us, you know, we're, we're now, you know, a few decades into, um, you know, releasing worship music. And now we're two church plants in. <laughs> and um, even with all of that, our, our heart hasn't shifted at all. I and mean, we really want to see revival in the earth. We want to see the church awaken to worship um and it's it's one of our passions so every one of these songs is honestly an invitation into that um and i think it's what we love it was something unique probably about this album maybe different than other albums there really was a lot of of praise songs that came up in this album and i think a lot of that just has had to do with um honestly probably coming out of seasons like covid where it's just like we we had to we had to thank the lord we had to praise the lord just to see the different areas of, of breakthrough that happen and even getting through seasons like that um i think as you know friendships deepen church communities deepen when you walk through that stuff together and um you know the the fruit of that has been just kind of a deepened cry for praise a deepened cry for worship in the earth just to see people wake up to that to encounter god and and i think for all of us too we probably have this experience that i love what i love about worship is it's absolutely transformed my life whether that was you know on a sunday morning or on a commute to work you know just crying in the car you're going down the highway trying to you know <laughs> drive as safely as possible you know god god just has that amazing ability to kind of meet us wherever we're at and so i think when we know that an album like this gets to reach people in all those different areas whether people leading it at their church or or they're listening to it on their way to work um what a what a privilege what an honor to get to you know give that out as a gift to the lord but also to see people encounter god through it
trying to figure out I hate to use the word compare but I want to know like how do you feel like this album compares to previous Jesus Culture albums yeah I mean I think I think that's what's interesting you know like I said our our heart has always really been the same even even the first initial projects that started things up it was like how do we how do we send worship back home with all these kids at a youth conference so that when they kind of you know the conference has this fiery passionate weekend but then you got to dive back into real life you got to go back home you got to go back to your campus you got to navigate the just the pressures of life and so um, I think I think the the same vein is is was in this and maybe what was different um and again we've we've had you know our church here in sacramento for we'll we'll have a nine-year anniversary coming up in september so so we've been we've been walking through shepherding a congregation in in worship and through songwriting for several years now that part's not necessarily new but i think to see it happen in in two different places and and probably one of the other things that's a little different is just some new voices on this project as well. And there's an element of that that as we invite people into the process, there's new songs, there's new creativity. Um, and that part's been really exciting as well. One of the worship leaders on this project, uh, Brett Miller, he's down. He's one of the worship pastors down in San Diego. And again, I kind of keep coming back to this, but I think the journey of having these songs come to life in the church is is one of the things that feels really special and significant. For years, what people were actually hearing in our albums were songs that were coming to life in, in our conferences, um, which was equally special and, and so significant. I think even for this album, there's probably a maturity on it, on what we're um, inviting people into in worship, what we're calling people into. Uh, one of my songs on this record, which is it's funny because it's it's very much like a, a you know up tempo kind of praise faith song, but it's it's called Faith for it, and I love that it has like all those parts that um, you know we've seen it really like. I, I use this word intentionally, but we've seen it really work in church. Like people really are connecting to the song. Um, but obviously we're, we're thinking way deeper than that. Like there's something that that song, even for my family and I just captured a journey of faith that we were walking through with some health issues with our oldest daughter. I mean, that, that was like a real song of declaration of faith that there are times in life where we really have to speak to mountains and, and believe that God's going to move them. That we have to honestly, you know, read the Bible as absolute truth that when the Red Sea parts, that's the God of miracles who, who parts the Red Sea and, and, and sends them out of Egypt and into freedom. And so like these are these deeper concepts, I think that there's just a, probably another level of maturity on some of these songs and, um, and just that invitation that when people would listen through songs like that, um, it's not just to sing another great song. It's literally to go, what are the areas in, in each one of our own lives? And this is probably where like the pastoral work of the church starts to show up in these songs. Um, that's that's what we've been going after for months, even with a song like that in our church. What are the mountains in your life that you're you're asking the Lord to move, where you need to see the God who does impossible um, show up in your life and and release that breakthrough? So, I think I think the whole album has songs like that um, that just have some some real depth to them. That was Derek Johnson. Make sure to check out Jesus Culture's brand new album, Why Not, right now. All right, stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. It's time. 
time I start to float away. You're listening to Poolside. The song is Float Away. I did that on Sunday. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, Last week, we asked you if you could text any person in human history, who would you text and what would you say? Uh, We asked this because there's a new app where you can, quote unquote, through AI, text Bible characters like Jesus and Moses and Peter and all that stuff. So we thought, who else would you want to text if you could have an actual conversation with them? You hit us up on Twitter X, at Relevant Podcast, and also on threads and IG stories. Here are some of our favorite replies. It should really be X Twitter, right? Because it used like to Like SpaceX, yeah. I'm doing Twitter oh, X. Gotcha. That's why right. I was Fair, doing okay. that. Yeah, Fair yeah. Enough. You can call anyway, it Twitter. Justin, <laughs> Justin's... <laughs> Justin, Justin, Justin. Justin said Vincent Van Gogh. Heard any good stories lately? He would text them. Well, if depending on what side of his face someone whispered it into his ear, I guess, Justin, then you get Heard. The, oh. He only has well, one ear. It's, it's a it. yeah, it. little, you know, yeah. old Van Gogh. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like John Bees. He said, if it was 30 years ago, I'd text the actress that played Winnie Cooper on The Wonder Years and shoot my shot. Then I'd tell Lincoln just to skip the theater that one night. And I like that he's got two texts to use and he uses the first one to shoot a shot mm-hmm. and the second one to save a president's life. To save a life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How to save a life. <laughs> I would text Jimmy Hoffa and be like, where you at, bro? Where you at, man? <laughs> You'd give, hey, you'd did, give you see, did you see the movie, the Scorsese movie? Of course, you know uh, me. You know me. I'm Italian. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's I, part of my I, heritage. I know it's, I know it's quote unquote fiction. That felt plausible to me. I read that book anyway. actually. I read that book years before it was going to come out. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's what the guy said. I mean I don't know. There, but you know what? You know Michael Franchese, the Christian guy. Have you guys ever had him on the podcast? Or oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, had him on the so. magazine before? Michael Franchese. I don't think so. So he's yeah. this Italian gangster. He went to prison and then he literally left that life. He had hits on his head. He's Italian. He's Christian. Anyway, he was saying, he's like, nah, I think I feel like in a Vlad TV interview, he was like, nah, I, I know the guy. Like, I know the guy who killed him and it wasn't him. So I don't know. Who knows, you know? Hmm. Yeah. People Thanks try to take credit, but I don't know. That book was amazing. I mean, the book is an actual really good book, though. What do you, what do you think Ray Guevara is saying? He says, I don't want to say the name because I don't want to end up on some sort of watch list, but I would text him saying he was very good at art and that he should pursue that. He's talking about Hitler. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, goodness. There's this idea that because Hitler didn't get into art school, that's why he killed millions of people. Oh, jeez. No. That's why? 
Yeah, there's yeah. like a, there's a there's an episode of Always Sunny. I think that well, Cameron, yeah. you stop watching it. But I also uh, learned that yeah. in my Texas history or like a in my Texas public wow. school education history class. That was yeah. something I, like I was the taught. Earhart one. Don't get on that plane, <laughs> please. Yeah. There you go. Don't don't yeah, uh, don't ride with the top off, uh, John F. Kennedy. This, how about this time you sit Put it the out? Top down. I would be like Selena. Yeah. Someone's stealing. That's what I would text Selena. Someone's stealing. <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien. This one is from Danny. Hey, bud. How do you feel about direct allegories? Go off. Listen, it worked out pretty well for Tolkien, uh, Danny. I think uh, the direct allegory thing uh, seemed. He's doing just fine. Yeah, he's doing all right. Okay, uh, it is time for. This week's editorial question of the week. Uh, okay, so earlier in the show, we were talking about the most stolen items at restaurants. The Outback knives, the little golf tee game from um, uh, Cracker Barrel. So we want to know what is, be honest here, this is truth time. This is a safe space. The internet is a safe space. We want to know what's the most random thing you've stolen. Hit us up on Twitter X. At Relevant Podcast, hit us up uh, on threads at Relevant Magazine and IG as well. And we will read our favorites on next week's show. Is there a statute of limitations on? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Five days. I have a buddy who stole Ronald McDonald from a McDonald's. So maybe I should get him to comment. (laughs) (laughs) The one from the bench? The bench one where he has his arm so you take a picture? Brought it to high school. It was. Love it's it. not Still heavy. He was him. holding it like it was a human with screws in his butt and the, holding around McDonald. That was funny. Love it, Jesse. I know you've stolen things. I've thought about stealing that same because there was a, at, <laughs> at at Oral Roberts University where Cameron and I went. There was a prayer garden, which was just a garden area that had various statues, and one of the statues was Jesus, a life size Jesus, sitting on a park bench, sitting on a bench, like yeah, talking to yeah. children. And yeah. we we planned numerous ways. At one point, a like workman's jumpsuit was purchased from like a thrift store. <laughs> that, and the thought was, if we just went to the Walmart because they had a McDonald's in the Walmart where they had the Ronald McDonald's with the Across armor the street, up, yeah. and we're like, if we just two of us went with like a little toolbox and just started disassembling, the, like who would ask questions if we yeah. look very official? Yeah. Just walked off with him, it's and then we heist. screwed that him into the bench so that he so that Ronald McDonald has his hand around jesus talking to the children how easy unfortunately we, we never ended up we got we were i was easily just plans that were that elaborate were often abandoned because of laziness and distraction <laughs> um, that's awesome uh that's often awesome. to get past we do often to get past phase two i would have taken know, it. in those well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Derek Johnson from Jesus Culture for joining us. Make sure to check out their brand new album, Why Not, right now. It's really good. I like all those guys. Okay, a couple of updates before we wrap things up. Uh, make sure to check out the summer issue of Relevant. It's available now. Feature an amazing cover story with Lauren Daigle. Uh, we also have Drew Holcomb, Naomi Rain, Arizona, so many other artists, faith leaders, great stuff. Um, you can find it by clicking the magazine tab over at relevantmagazine.com. Also, while you're there, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. It's the best way to experience our content. You get ad-free unlimited reading and ad-free version of this podcast, uh, a beautifully designed, enhanced uh, digital magazine, four times a year and more. Uh, check it all out. It's right there, the Relevant Plus tab at the website. Also, make sure to follow Relevant on all the socials. We're posting on all the platforms throughout the day with all the content that we're producing covering the intersection of faith, life, culture, and more. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. 
I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty. There it is. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great week. Marty. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. You guys hear about Dick Van Dyke? (laughs) Relevant Podcast Network.